chapter twenty of geographical reader europe by frank g carpenter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b chapter twenty in the german empire we have left stockholm and are crossing the baltic sea on our way to the great german empire there are educated germans on board and as some of us speak german we have no trouble in making ourselves understood we have so many germans in the united states that we feel more at home than at any other time since we left england so we take our maps and try to get a general idea of the land and its people before we begin to explore it we learn that the german empire is composed of twenty-six states of which the largest are prussia and bavaria comprising about three-fourths of the whole prussia is much larger than all the others and all the states are combined under its king into one great confederation for protection against the rest of the world and to better themselves in commerce and trade what a magnificent country germany is and what an important position it holds on the continent of europe as we travel over it we shall see that it could hardly help being the home of a great people it contains more land than any of the other european states except russia and austria-hungary and nearly every bit of its territory is good for something the most of the empire is one vast farm divided up into small fields which are kept like gardens it has millions of acres of vineyards grain fields and pastures and it raises vast quantities of wheat and rye oats and barley potatoes and sugar beets it has some of the finest cattle of europe and is noted as a stock-raising country germany stands next to great britain among the mining countries of europe it has mountains rich in silver lead zinc copper and tin it has more than a thousand iron mines and rich coal fields not far from the iron so that a vast manufacturing industry has risen upon them the land is a beehive of all kinds of industries it has hundreds of factories which make machinery alone and among them are some of the largest in the world one covers more than a thousand acres and another just outside of berlin has built more than four thousand railroad locomotives but germany has other natural advantages in addition to its fat soil and rich mines its position and the lay of the land fit it for the home of a great trading people it is situated in the heart of europe surrounded on all sides by rich nations it touches the greatest of the european states and does business with all of them on the west are the french the belgians and the dutch all manufacturing people and all anxious to buy and sell on the south are the austrians the swiss and also the italians for they are accessible by the tunnels through the alps while on the east is the vast population of russia the baltic sea gives an easy sea road to norway and sweden furnishing northern germany an outlet to the ocean while the safe ports of bremen and hamburg make the english the next-door neighbors of germany and give it access to america and all other parts of the world now look at the lay of the land germany consists chiefly of a vast rolling plain gently sloping toward the baltic sea and the north sea it is a part of the lowland of europe which beginning in russia extends westward to the atlantic ocean farther south the land rises the plateau of bavaria begins and slopes upward to the foothills of the alps so that the whole of germany may be called the northern slope of those mountains what should be the condition of such a country it should have plenty of water for the streams from the mountains would flow through it 
it should have navigable rivers for the slope is so gentle the streams would flow slowly and it might have canals for it is easy to cut canals through a country comparatively level this is the condition of germany the empire has great waterways which with their branches enclose it almost like a net on the west the rhine fed by alpine glaciers and snows forms a wide trade route from the south to the north a few miles to the eastward is the weser another large river and farther east the elbe carrying thousands of boats to and from the ocean still farther to the eastward are the oder and the vistula which flow into the baltic sea they are great waterways loaded with traffic during most of the year all these rivers have navigable branches and their main streams run almost parallel with one another their channels have been deepened in places and such a system of canals has been constructed between them that they give the western central and northern parts of germany an almost perfect system of commercial waterways in addition the great danube river rises in southern germany and furnishes a trade route to austria-hungary and the black sea connecting germany with asia is this not a fine water system it has so many rivers and canals that if they were joined end to end they would make a navigable highway nine thousand miles long or more than twice as long as the main stream of the mississippi missouri the longest river of the world now observe the lacework of steel tracks which covers the german empire the land lies so that the railroads could be easily built throughout every part of it we shall have no difficulty in going wherever we please for germany has more railroads than any other country except the united states from berlin there is scarcely a city in europe that cannot be reached in twenty-four hours and fast express trains are always shooting back and forth across the empire from one part of the continent to another all the great trade routes go through germany by the tunnels of the alps the cars bring the passengers and goods from asia africa and australia through italy into germany and other parts of northern europe there are fast express trains which cross bavaria on their way from paris to constantinople and there are railroads to russia in addition to the enormous system required for the business of the country itself but something more than a fertile soil rich mines a network of railroads good seaports and navigable rivers is needed to make a country great in manufacturing and commerce it is necessary that it have a thrifty people with a talent for trade this is the nature of the germans they are among the best traders and manufacturers of the world and there are so many of them that they hold a very important place in the world's commerce germany has a larger population than any other nation of europe except russia its people are steadily growing in number and are now pushing their commerce into all parts of the globe the germans are fast becoming a great colonial nation they have colonies in africa and china and own many islands in the pacific ocean they have five times as much land outside europe as at home they have established their business houses in all parts of the world not only in their own colonies but in all others so that there is scarcely a place of any size in south america africa or asia where you may not find germans selling goods and buying raw materials and other things to be sent back to their people at home there is one thing which everyone notices upon entering germany no matter where he comes in this is the enormous fortifications which guard the country and the soldiers who are to be seen everywhere 
from now on we shall be awakened in the morning by the bugle of the trumpeters calling the companies to drill we shall hear the military bands playing and may have a chance to see some of the maneuvers or mock battles in which many regiments of cavalry and infantry practice at war a rich land like germany surrounded by other countries must always be on guard its frontier is more than four thousand miles long and at points of strategic importance enormous fortresses have been built and military camps established railroads have been constructed so that soldiers can be sent quickly to these camps and fortresses and the telegraph lines connecting them with the capital and with one another have been laid in secret trenches under the ground in order that they may not be easily found and cut by the enemy germany is always striving to improve her army the people are proud of their soldiers and indeed they have reason to be so for they have one of the finest armies of the world every able-bodied man in the country must be a soldier and in times of war boys of seventeen may be called into the army from the age of twenty to twenty-seven every well man is expected to serve as a soldier and this has made the army so large that if the germans should have a war they could easily put three million men in the field we see something of these military defenses when after crossing the baltic we land in the harbor of kiel we have come here to go through the kaiser wilhelm canal which has been cut through the land from the baltic sea to the mouth of the elbe in order that the german men-of-war and other ships may be able to go out to the sea without taking the long trip around denmark this canal is about sixty miles long it is deep enough for the largest steam vessels and so wide that ships can easily pass it was completed in eighteen ninety five at a cost of almost forty million dollars but it is of enormous value to the germans in the way of trade and in the defense of their empire we steam into the long wide harbor of kiel passing many german war vessels moving on their way to and from the baltic sea there are shipbuilding yards docks fixed and floating and many foundries and arsenals making arms and fitting ships for war this is the chief naval station of germany and there are many warships here ready to start forth if at any time germany should have trouble with other nations we are almost deafened by the din when we leave our steamer and walk through the vast works and we enjoy coming out again into the busy city of kiel and looking at the many merchant vessels which lie at the wharves most of them are on their way to or from the canal we enter the canal early in the morning our ship is raised by a great lock from the harbor to the canal level the gates in front of us are opened by machinery and we steam slowly on toward the southwest the ride takes the whole day the distance is not so great but there are so many ships going through that it is stipulated none shall steam faster than five miles an hour how interesting it is we can see far away on either side the land is low and flat and in many places sandy and swampy now we go by a meadow upon which fat holstein cattle are feeding and now a marsh where long-legged storks are wading about poking their bills deep down into the mud searching for food we see storks nests on many of the farmhouses there are windmills like those of holland we pass many ships and wave our handkerchiefs to the people on board at last we enter the great lock at the end and are lowered down to the elbe where it flows out into the north sea here our ship turns about and we steam rapidly up the wide estuary of the elbe and within a few hours are passing through the shipping 
which belongs to the port of hamburg our boat steams into the city and when we step off we are in one of the most important commercial centers of the world end of chapter twenty